Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Pet Milk Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The first evaporated milk, Pet Milk, presents Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dick Legrand, Jess Kirkpatrick, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Keith Fowler and directed by Max Hutto with music by the Kingsman and Billy Mills Orchestra. You know, there's always a note of pride in a mother's voice when she says, My baby's a pet milk baby. And it doesn't take long to discover why. There's the baby's steady growth, for one thing. Look, she will say, he's grown two inches. And any doctor can tell you that it's the milk minerals and vitamin D that regular feedings of pet milk can supply that help a baby make that sure, steady growth. Then there's that strong, straight back. Again, it's the minerals and vitamin D in pet milk that help make that strong, straight back possible and that help baby to have straight, sturdy limbs. As time goes by, you also discover that pet milk helps baby develop good, sound teeth. No wonder, is it, that more and more mothers are realizing there is no better milk you can buy for babies than pet milk. If you're expecting a baby, ask your doctor about pet milk, the first evaporated milk, the first food for millions of sturdy, happy babies. The two most destructive things in American homes today are termites and husbands who think they are carpenters. (laughs) Such a husband is on the loose today. His hands are full of tools, his pockets are full of nails, and the termites are filled with jealousy. As we join, Fibber McGee and Molly! So I brought my toolbox up from the basement, and I'm raring to get to work. Uh Uh-oh. Today's your lucky day, kiddo. Old dad's in a fixin' mood. What's busted? My dreams of a quiet morning. No. (laughs) Everything's in fine shape around here, McGee, so just put the tools back. Oh, now, don't you be bashful about asking me, baby. No job is too big for me, for you. I want to drive nails. I want to bore holes and stuff. I want to saw wood. Good. You stretch out in there on the sofa and saw wood a while. (laughs) No, I got to work off this energy, Molly. Well, there is one thing you might fix, McGee. Good. The back steps. That top step has been loose for ages. Oh, is that all? Well, my gosh, that ain't enough of a job to hold a guy that he's as good a carpenter as I am's interest. Well, it'll be a big favor to me, McGee, especially for the grocery man. Yeah, why? Did he take a flop on that loose step again? Every day. Oh? I understand that in the grocery trade, this place is known as McGee's Flop House. Well, lead me to it, Tootsie. I'll soon fix that. Honestly, though, his falls have begun to follow a pattern. Yeah? Yes, sir. Every morning about this time, he comes up the back walk with my order, and he always hollers... Grocer boy! Huh? (laughs) He did it again. Well, why don't he watch where he's going? Open the door, quick! Okay. Well, folks, I fell over it again. Are you hurt, Mr. Frank? Uh, did you hurt yourself? Well, I just can't tell till I get up, Miss McGee. Sure, I'll, I feels like I busted something, though. 
I took a spill this time that was positively a phenomenal. <laughs> here, here, let me help you up, boy. What'd you bust, a rib or a leg? I don't know. I just uh, felt something break when I hit, and uh, oh, here it is, a bottle of ketchup. <laughs> oh, God, I knew I busted something. Well, now, just so you're not hurt. Yeah, now, don't worry about the ketchup, Frank. Don't give it a thought, boy. You can bring us another bottle anytime. <laughs> just so it's today. Well, uh, thanks, Alfred Hibber. Himself, he's just getting ready to fix that step, Mr. Frank. So the next time you come, be careful. Yes, ma'am. Taking that tumble was my own assault, though. And I've stumbled over that loose step at least, Well, enough to know better. Well, you ought to watch it, Frank. Well, if I can't remember to step over it, then I just deserve to have you come and get your own groceries. Well, when you bring the ketchup back, Frank... I'll bring it back this afternoon. Fine. And I'll watch that top step this time, or my name ain't a Frank a Frank. Now, so Miss McGee. Everything else is there. Goodbye. Well, now, McGee, if uh, you'll put about three good nails in that top step... Wait till I dump my tools out here and size up the... Oh, dear. Ah. Don't make a big thing out of it, dearie. Just nail it down and let it go with it. Oh, no, no, no. That's the amateur's way. I'm going to pry the whole step off and put it back on right. Oh, dear. Now, you watch this. I merely shove the crowbar under the edge of the step, exert a slight pressure, and the whole step will lift right off. Yes! Oh. Dad, rat it split right up the middle. <laughs> Certainly did. Well, I'll find a new piece of wood and I'll... Hello, have... daughter! Hi, Johnny! It's me, kids! Well, hello, Mr. Old. Hi, old-timer. Where'd you come from? Flat River, Missouri, Johnny! I was born there in 18... Oh, you mean just now. <laughs> yeah. I come up the driveway and... Hey, what you tearing down? The house? No, he's fixing the back step, Mr. Oldtimer. Now, if you boys will excuse me, I'll take the groceries in and start lunch. Well, don't worry, Tootsie. I'll build you a new step. I'd be glad to help you, Johnny, but if there's one thing I am, it's no carpenter. <laughs> well, I can handle it. Now, let's see. Where's my wrecking bar? Oh, here me and Papa put up one of them prefab houses one time, though. It come out very interesting. Yeah? Hey, they sent us all the parts for a nine-room house and a set of blueprints to show what part went where. Sounded very simple. Simple, my clavicle. A set of blueprints is nothing to sneeze at. That's what I told Papa, but he sneezed at him anyhow and blew them blueprints sky high. <laughs> when they come down again, they were all mixed up and we couldn't get them straight. But you put the house up anyhow, huh? Yeah, and it was a doozy, son. It was? <laughs> Probably the only house ever built where you had to go upstairs to get to the basement. <laughs> My gosh, you really mixed them blueprints up. <laughs> we sure did, Johnny. <laughs> there was four windows in the living room, but we never got a bit of light. Well, four windows <laughs> ought to be enough to let in plenty of light. Not when they're made out of solid wood and got doorknobs on them. <laughs> I suppose the doors were solid glass. Nope, the kitchen floor was solid glass. <laughs> doors was linoleum. <laughs> Oh, what a mansion. Well, it had its drawbacks. We got used to the carpet on the walls, but we had to walk around on our bare feet to keep from tearing the wallpaper. <laughs> Whatever happened to that house? Uh, it burnt down, Johnny. Burnt down. Fire started in the attic under the house. <laughs> burnt clean down to the roof. <laughs> he was real happy when the fire insurance men come to look at the remains. Did you collect your insurance? Nope. They said the whole house was built in reverse... So instead of them paying us, we had to pay them. 
Well, now he's gone, I can hunt up some wood and build a new step here. And I'll see. I need a piece about four foot long, 12 inches wide, so they can... Ah, there, that does it. Now, I made a better looking top step in Wistful Vista. Hey, Molly. Yes, dearie. The step's done. <laughs> if I do say so myself, it's great. Yes, it looks very nice. Where'd you find the wood for it? Now, that was a piece of luck, kiddo. Right there on the back porch, I found an empty shelf with nothing on it. <laughs> Which, come to think of it, is what you'd expect to find on an empty shelf. <laughs> Just the right size, so I yanked it off and used it for the step. McGee, you didn't. Yes, I did. Why not? I need that shelf. Huh? That's where I keep my soap powders and cleansing stuff. I just empty that shelf. Oh, well, now, don't you worry, Tootsie. I'll find some more wood and build you another shelf. You're not talking to just an average carpenter, you know. I'm sure of that. No, sir. <laughs> You're looking at a guy that knows lumber inside out, kiddo. Matter of fact, I was at one time in charge of a sawmill that done very special work. I sawed nothing but cedar for Cecil Reeder, the guy that made cedar chess. <laughs> I didn't know you ever ran a sawmill, dearie. I never told you about the time I sawed cedar for Cecil Reeder, the cedar rapid cedar chess man. <laughs> you never did. Well, sit down, baby, and I will. <laughs> You see, Cease Reader was a leader in cedar, and the cedar for Reader's cedar chest had to be sawed just so. I see. Now, I had me a sawmill where I sawed out cedar seesaws. And when Cease Reader first seen me sawing, he said he'd saw cedar sawed by sawmill from Cedar Rapids to Seattle. <laughs> but he'd never saw a cedar saw or saw up cedar like I sawed cedar before. <laughs> well, sir, I wish you could have saw the scene at the sawmill that season. Because while I sawed cedar, Cease Reader sipped cider, and between the cedar sawing and cedar sipping and the cider sipping, I just got so confused that you relax and I'll bend you a brand new shell. The King's Men and the Wheel of Fortune. The Wheel of Fortune goes Fortune, 
Uh, oh, I had a little rabbit. She was smarter than you think. Her children wear expensive coats because their mama married mink. <laughs> oh, the monkey and the coconut. Uh, hey, Molly. Yes, dearie. The shelf's done. How's it look? Snazzy, huh? Well, it looks fine, dearie. Good. You found a nice piece of wood to make it with, I see. Yep, found it in the basement. Must have been pretty good wood because somebody took the trouble to wrap it all up in white cloth. <laughs> it was wrapped in white cloth, huh? Yep. And you saw the Don made a shelf out of it? I cannot tell a lie. I did it with my little hatchet, saw, hammer, chisel, screwdriver, and a few nails. That was my ironing board. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, what do you know about that? Well, I'll just have to build you a new ironing board, Tootsie. And you're the girl that didn't have anything to fix around here. Why, there's enough work here to keep a carpenter busy all day. And Come in. Out here, Dr. Gamble. Oh, hello, my dear. And greetings to you, Super Skull. <laughs> super Skull? You mean big brain? No, I mean fat head. <laughs> That's very clever, Doctor. You're just like a rifle bullet. Fast and deadly, you mean? No, full of lead. <laughs> Why aren't you in your office painting mothballs to look like vitamin pills? I'm out for a walk, sonny boy. Yeah? Thought you might like to gather up that handful of putty you call muscles and join me. <laughs> ah, thanks, Fatso, but I got work to do. Where are you going? Out to grease a few sidewalks for the fracture trade? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I'm going to the park to look at the animals. Oh, do tell. Yes, I understand they've added some new specimens to the zoo. Oh, I just love the zoo. What's new there, Doctor? Well, there's a new brown bear there that Mr. and Mrs. Hopkins contributed. Oh? Yeah, they got it when it was just a cub. Taught it to sit up and eat like a person. Its favorite food was baked beans, they tell me. Oh, well, my, how could they part for the cute little thing? The cute little thing grew up, Molly. It pushed its baked beans aside last night, tucked a napkin under its chin, and spread some mustard on Mr. Hopkins. <laughs> a member of our family almost gave an animal to the zoo once. Really? Who was that? Molly's Uncle Dennis. He started out to give him a three-headed purple walrus, but <laughs> by the time he got there, he sobered up. Now, <laughs> uh, McGee, that's just about enough about Uncle Dennis. Yes, I think. Yeah, I'm sorry you can't go with me, son. I'd like to see a repetition of the pretty little scene that happened last time we were at the zoo. What was that, Doctor? What happened? Oh, it was a very sweet thing, Molly. A touching act of generosity by a group which thought one of their own kind was less fortunate. You mean... Yes. The monkeys threw peanuts at McGee. <laughs> Fine, dear. Wise guy. I don't know why that's so funny to him. I got a free lunch and he had to buy his own. <laughs> well, I better get busy and find the wood to make you that new ironing board. No, no, skip it, dearie. You can buy me one of those new metal ones. I'd really rather have Oh, them. no, that wouldn't be the same, Mommy. <laughs> a bought thing ain't got the sentiment of a thing that's made with loving hands at home. Well, that may be true, but... Uh... Hello, Molly. Hi, pal. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Hi, Junior. I'd ask you to sit down, but I'm afraid you'd do it and I'm busy with some carpenter work. <laughs> Well, that's a coincidence, because I'm in the building business myself, you know. Sort of a consultant. Oh, new job, Junior? You don't mean after all these years of peddling pet, they tied a can on you. <laughs> Mr. McGee, please. I simply meant that as a building consultant, 
I advise housewives on how to build attractive, nourishing meals at low cost. Oh, isn't that a clever tie-in, McGee? Oh, sure. He's sly, this man is. (laughs) He's slick. Yes, sir. He's as subtle as a tack in your chair. (laughs) And uh, speaking of a tack, here's the point. Oh, oh, that stabbed me. The point is, grocery stores everywhere are featuring Pet Milk's recipe of the month right now. For tuna macaroni slices. Tuna macaroni slices. Yep, wow. a delicious combination of tuna, macaroni, and cheese in mm. a golden yellow loaf that just makes your mouth water. Yeah. Made with pet evaporated milk, it's a one dish dinner deluxe. You fascinate me, Hilo. Oh, it's not tuna good. macaroni slices. I suppose the first thing you got to do is catch a tuna, and then when you get no, home. No, no, no. <laughs> No, pal, the first thing you do is buy yourself a few cans of pet milk. Uh-huh. That sweet country milk evaporated to double richness. Yes, but you got... Then you pick up this swell husband-tested recipe at the same time. Yeah, but you got to catch a tuna. No, no, no. <laughs> you, you buy the tuna in cans, and you don't even have to go fishing. Oh, that's amazing. Isn't science wonderful? My God. You can our tuna for us. You evaporate our milk for us. You know, McGee, I've even read where they can evaporate ocean water now. Just imagine that. I wonder if science ever thought of inventing the Wilcox evaporator. A <laughs> uh, uh, what? I can, I can just sort of picture it, how it ought to look. A thing where I press a button and it goes... Bzzzt. There's a door slam. I look around and Molly and I are all alone. Yeah, science is even better than I thought (laughs) Well, back to work, kiddo I'm going to find you a hunk of wood And make you an ironing board If I never see the back (laughs) Ah, that's it Oh, boy, when Molly sees this... Hi, mister. Huh? Oh, hi, Judy. Hi. Oh, I'm glad to see you, sis. Mm-hmm. Where you been lately? Oh, I've been on a trip, mister. Huh? Mm-hmm. I've been visiting my Aunt Opal and my Uncle Bob. Oh, boy, did I have fun. Uh-huh. Good time, huh? Not very. Oh. <laughs> they got an awful cute little baby, though. Oh? Only my Aunt Opal doesn't like it, so she's going to send it back and get another one. She is? And they've got an automobile and... Hmm? I said she is. Yes, what? Going to send it back. Send what back? The baby. Who is? Your Aunt Opal. I know it. <laughs> I heard her say to my Uncle Bob, I think I'll change the baby. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that sort of thing goes on all the time. What you doing with the sandpaper, mister, hmm? What you doing, hmm, with it? Well, I just finished making an ironing board for Mrs. McGee. A what? An ironing board. When your mother irons clothes, don't she use a board? No, she uses an iron. <laughs> now look, sis. If she used a board, she wouldn't iron the clothes. She'd board the clothes. <laughs> Any rummy knows that. <laughs> what I meant was well, that... Gee, it... now come to think of it, maybe she does use a board. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Last time she did the laundry, she said she was getting bored with it. <laughs> I'll let the whole matter drop, if you will. I'd be glad to, I bet Okay. Well, I'd better go now, mister. Me and Willie Toops are going to play hide-and-seek. <laughs> Not hide-and-seek, sis. The game is hide-and-seek. Not the way we play it. Oh. <laughs> 
We hide in his pantry and eat cookies until we get sick. <laughs> so long, Mr. So long, now, now I'll show Molly the ironing board and watch her face light up like a tilted slot machine. Hey, Molly. Yes, dearie. The ironing board's done. Cut the shape and sand it down. Take a squint at it, kiddo. McGee, where'd you find the wood? Up in the attic. Not bad wood either. Almost looks like mahogany. <laughs> it is mahogany. Huh? That's the extra leaf for the dinette table. <laughs> oh, it is, eh? <laughs> well, don't give it another thought, Tootsie. I'll just find some more wood and make a brand new leaf for the table. Must you? Must. It's the least I can do. Maybe I won't find any more mahogany. Maybe I'll just have to use pine or oak, but so what? Anything you pine for, baby, is oak with me. <laughs> and don't you get it, Molly? Pine and oak, it's a play on words. Ain't funny, McGee. Well, I'm a carpenter, not a comedian. <laughs> Billy Mills in the orchestra and Be My Life's Companion. Cut off, Mabel. Yes, that's right. He used a shelf off the porch to make a new step with, and then he took my ironing board to make a new shelf with. <laughs> no, he made a new ironing board out of the leaf from the dinette table. Hmm? Oh, no, he's out there making a new leaf for the table now. Hmm? You're confused. How do you think I... Somebody's at my door, Mabel. I'll call you later. Goodbye. Come in. Oh, hello, Oli. Come in. Well, good day, Mrs. Hello, Miss. Hey, that's your little life's companion, Mrs. <laughs> well, he's out on the back porch doing some carpenter work, Ollie. Go on back there if you like. He'll be glad to see you. Oh, I know he will, Mrs., so I think I skip it. 
You know, every time I go watch McGee work, it somehow winds up that McGee watches and I do the work. <laughs> He's a very fine watcher, that boy. Well, I understand you're a very talented carpenter, Ollie. So everyone says. Oh, I don't like to brag, missus, so I won't argue with you. <laughs> I was a young carpenter in Sweden, you know, when I met my missus. I didn't know that. Oh, sure. I was hired to help her papa build a corn crib on his farm. And every day, this pretty girl comes to watch me work. Oh, and that was your wife, huh? No, that was her mama. <laughs> but one day, Christina comes with her, and when I see Christina, I was a gone goose. Cooked, were you? <laughs> I guess I was mooning at the girl while I was working on the corn crib. Because when I got it nailed up tight, I found I left something inside that shouldn't be there. What did her father say about that? I remember his very words. He said, Christina, tell that young yak ass to get me out of here. <laughs> That's really quite embarrassing. I can see how it might be. McGee once nailed his necktie well, to the... Well, I got your new table leaf all finished, kiddo. Come on out in the kitchen and... Oh, hi, Ollie. Well, hello, McGee. I hope you turned that job upside down when you got through with it out there. Upside down? The table leaf? Sure, because everybody says you should turn over a new leaf. <laughs> <laughs> That's a yoke, McGee. Yeah, very funny. <laughs> you know... I always like to leave on the left. Well, so long, both you fellas. <laughs> he should have left that joke inside the corn crib, too. Huh? Skip it. Uh, the job all finished? Yeah, come on, take a look. It fits perfect. Well, I hope you're all through carpentering now, sweetheart. Yeah, all through. There you are. How's it look? Well, it looks wonderful. Yeah. Fits perfectly. Of course, it's not mahogany. Oh, I'll stain it mahogany. There's one thing about me, kiddo. When I start out to do a job, I do it. We'll never have any trouble with that top step again, baby. That's the best news. Oh, the boy! Uh-oh, I better tell him. Oh! Oh, dear. What happened? <laughs> Must have been the bottom step. What about the bottom step? Well, there ain't any. What? Well, I had to get the lumber for this table leaf someplace, didn't I? <laughs> Come on, let's see what he's got Liver and Molly return in a moment. Nutrition experts pretty generally agree that to feel their best, youngsters should have at least a quart of milk every day, and grown-ups should have at least a pint. And even though you may not drink a drop of milk, it's easy to get your day's quota when you use pet evaporated milk for fixing favorite family foods. You see, pet milk sold in handy cans is twice as rich in nourishing milk substances as the milk usually sold in bottles. That's because it's a concentrated form of milk. Good, sweet country milk concentrated to double richness by evaporation. Naturally, then, by using pet milk, you can put extra amounts of nourishing milk substances into everyday foods like meat gravy, cream sauce for vegetables, custards, puddings, cream pies, just to mention a few. And the use of pet milk in such foods makes them not only more nourishing, but more delicious. More economical, too, because pet evaporated milk costs less generally than bottled milk or any other form of milk. Remember this when you shop for food and get pet evaporated milk. Ladies and gentlemen, every minute of every day, someone somewhere calls on the Red Cross for help. And whatever the need, uh, be it a national disaster like the great flood that struck Kansas City last year, or be it one lone plea for a pint of blood, the Red Cross is always ready. And the Red Cross must be kept ready, prepared for any emergency. Never has the need of humanity for these services been greater than now. The drive for funds is underway this month. Let's give just as much as we possibly can, please. Good night. Good night, all. 
The first evaporated milk, Pet Milk, brings you Fibber McGee and Molly each week at this time. Next week, Fibber and Molly celebrate their 20th anniversary on NBC. So be with us again next Tuesday night, won't you? What can a young wife do to strengthen her husband's belief in himself? Sometimes just a word at the right time is all that's needed, as Sally Carter discovers in Mary Lee Taylor's Pet Milk Story of the Week next Saturday morning. You'll also hear Mary Lee Taylor's Recipe of the Week for Banana Orange Dessert, a refreshing, wholesome dessert that's easy to fix and economical, too. Next Saturday morning, be listening at this same NBC station for Pet Milk's Mary Lee Taylor. Now, Eddie Cantor, next on NBC.